On today's episode of the podcast, we have a special guest. We'd like to welcome to the podcast Jayashree Dow Spielman. She is a world-traveling spiritual mentor, mystic healer, author, and yoga educator who empowers teachers, leaders, couples, and children to be grounded in sacred truth and sovereign relationships. She is the creator of the Soul Culture Yoga School, co-creator of the Soul Mapping Matrix Online Digital Academy, the author of two books, and an adoring mother of a toddler. Having taught over 10,000 hours of inspiring yoga to tens of thousands while mentoring and coaching, she wrote her first book, Discover Your Bliss, as a yogi's guide to falling in love with yourself for real and forever. In 2020, she wrote Soul Ascension, a revelation novel for seekers of a new earth paradigm. Again, we'd like to welcome her to the podcast, and we really hope that you enjoyed our conversation. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. All right, welcome again to the podcast, and we're so looking forward to this conversation today with our special guest, Jai Shri. So welcome to the podcast. We're so looking forward to this. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Chris. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, life is life is amazing. Well, I'm I'm honored to be in service, however I can be. My name is Jai Shri Dow Spielman, and I am a spiritual educator and a mystic healer. I've been a yoga educator since 2006, and I opened up a yoga school and have certified many, many people and taught many thousands of, of folks over the years. And before that, I had a completely different world and a different career, which I could talk about. Um, but it certainly has been an amazing evolution to get to where I am right now, meeting my spiritual teacher, finding uh, the devotees in my spiritual lineage, which is bhakti yoga, and really learning the art of the pivot. Mm. And I moved and bought my first home during the pandemic with my amazing husband and my now four-year-old daughter. Mm. And we are leading retreats with our uh, spiritual sanctuary mission trust, We've opened a yoga studio and closed a yoga studio. Um, we've been through a lot and we love sharing that with everybody mm. to help them up level and pivot themselves. Mm. Tell me more about that term. I've never heard that. The art of the pivot. What does ah, that mean the, to you? I love that term. We're really sharing that now because everybody has gone through this upheaval, right? I mean, nobody was getting away with this. Mm. Nobody was going to get out of their own pivot, which is to say not the, the small pivots that make up our life in a grand way, uh, but really the spiritual scraping of the soul kind of pivot mm. where life shifts in right in front of us. I call it a portal. Yep. And if you can see hear or feel the portal for what it is and you can learn to pivot in it like you said life is a dream life can be a dream this is absolutely the ripest time to go through a spiritual soul ascension mm -hmm. and so the art of the pivot is what we've been calling it in our soul mapping mentorship mm 
-hmm. because that really talks to the possibilities for anyone. Yeah. I love the term too, pivot, because for for me, when I hear the term pivot, it, it has like a positive connotation to it, like not negative. So sometimes, you know, when people are going through things in their life, the they're resistant to change because they want to hold on to what they have so tightly. But when you introduce that idea of pivoting, you know, you start to think of, oh, maybe this is going on in my life. And if I roll with the punches is another kind of expression that I, I've heard before. Um, you can mm-hmm. kind of turn the, whatever situation you're in actually into something positive, but it's like the resistance that, that keeps most people stuck. I love that. That was beautiful. You know, resistance is a word that is a bit of the shadow work that we're all talking about. The world is talking about trauma. The world is talking about generational trauma, which we talk about. The world is talking about um, healing these incredible open wounds and dealing with what's happening behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, if you will. So when you say resistance, you know, something I actually don't talk about that much, and I'll share it with you guys, because that's the Mm -hmm. joy and juice of this conversation, is that it's the shaman's work. And a lot of my work is what you would call shaman work. And it's strange to say, because I have, when I pivoted 12 or years ago in a new way, my identity as an actor, as an actor, my whole life, as a singer, as someone who was working since I was really young, expressing what we call Shakti, you know, energy, potency, artistry, whatever you call it, it shifted when I was 30. And so, and that was 15 years ago, just to age myself. So when that happened, my whole identity collapsed and that what we call a dark night of the soul, that's what led me to write my first book in 2013 and start teaching or start Mm -hmm. sharing yoga. But I didn't even know, I didn't quite understand what I was in for and the medicine tools that one goes through, as you guys probably know in your own way and in the science of spirituality, this science of self-realization process, we call it, we have to check into our medicine tools. And there was a lot of shadow work because I have a lot of pain as everyone does. Mm -hmm. And so to do that deep shadow work is the shaman's journey, or at least I understand now where I was traveling to and what was happening in the subtle energy body and finding my way out of pain. So as you say, resistance is what keeps us all from evolving. Resistance is where we stop and we're like, F no, we're not doing this. And you bump up against that. So the art of the pivot and what we're really into is literally letting yourself melt enough to then figure out what are the medicine tools I want to use? What are the sciences I want to connect to? Because there are many, mm-hmm. right? What is the spiritual path that brings me in alignment with my divinity in my core being? And we call that soul mapping, but we always say our clients, our students, our friends, our community can call it whatever they like. Sure. Different right? labels yeah. for an experience that I, I believe we all are intended for. Like, like you mentioned, like our evolution, I think this speaks to the whole topic of like soul ascension, like where we're headed. Mm-hmm. But Mm -hmm. I love the way in which you presented this of like, especially what Chris mentioned, like that word resistance, that's really like the work because uh, at least in my belief, and I'd love to hear your point of view on this, that ascension is our birthright. That's like our nature is like that. It's, it's inevitable really, as long as we do the work of letting go, 
of the resistance and many other things that comes with that. But is, would you agree with that? And if so, then I'd love to hear your take on that and like your wisdom on that too. You're making me cry a little bit. I'm not crying. You're crying. No, I'm crying. Uh, because to have this conversation is just so breathtaking. Yes. At this time. Um, I wrote soul ascension on January 1st of 2020, and it's a book about the pandemic and how to deal with it from a psychic perspective, mm. because I'm not the first psychic. I'm not the first teacher and I'm not even teaching anything new. This is coming from the Vedas. This is coming from the spiritual sciences. But when all this started, I had to really start going back to history and really looking at cycles and listening to all the many ascended masters, as we call them. Uh, there is always a pure teacher on the planet. Thank God, asana, as I say, but thank God, because we need them. And many were speaking to this time, this 2020, you know, is the end of the Mayan calendar. It's been prophesied, prophesized, uh, you know, in many different ways that this was coming, but we didn't know exactly how. Mm -hmm. So I downloaded this book, Soul Ascension, and got it out as soon as I could, because I knew that shift was coming. And yes, this word ascension is such a buzzword. It's such a big word for something that actually just means what? To be happy, to be in alignment, to be doing amazing work. I absolutely love your language because a soul ascension, the ascension of our soul is to understand many ways of being a human embodied in on earth but we call it being you know it's a we're jivas in sanskrit or souls the atma the soul is part of the bound body here on earth but it's not this miserable crazy matrix mm. that's why we call it a soul mapping matrix you can map and navigate your way towards being in right alignment so i believe ascension has been spoken of for a very long time in many ways and i'm very happy to hear how you feel it is and mm -hmm. what makes you think of soul ascension. I think it's matching our language to our mental landscape or matching mm -hmm. our language to our soul's blueprint so that we can have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So we can light up and spark each other and stop living in like the, you know, <laughs> the matrix that is not um, as honest, bright, truthful, empowering, beautiful, and sweet. Hmm. I love yeah, that. So, so, so blueprint. Have you used that term before? I feel like I've heard that before. I, maybe, maybe it's I not have. Kevin. Maybe, maybe it's actually I just realized, yeah, it's been a while since I've even like connected with this. Cause I created this, like, I don't know, two years ago, I created like, it was like a small ebook. It was called the soul yeah. purpose blueprint. Okay. Like, maybe that's where I heard it from. Similar yeah. language. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always use that word. I love that you use that word. And we're all picking from the big old melting magic pot. Okay, yep. so we're doing our best. I love Sanskrit. <laughs> I love going to the Vedas. And I'm under shelter of that. Because to be perfectly legit honest, it's always expanding for me. That doesn't mean it's the only way right when I was young, 
well, I grew up Jewish and I was speaking Hebrew and singing the Hebrew songs. And that was gorgeous and awesome until it was, until my path came to a place of wanting something more, something, you know, mm. and you can see your yantras and all this in the flower of life in the background. I mean, we're, we're in an eternal dance. So we're yes. all pulling from that pot, but blueprint is a great word. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've actually started using the term DNA much more Ooh. than ever. Oh mm. yeah. Yep. Reclaiming that word. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Because you know, that double helix going on is also what we would say the eternal dance of Radha and Krishna or the, the lover and the beloved or the mm. yin and yang and the sun mm -hmm. and moon. However you want to think of feminine and male divine sacred energy, it's that. Yep. And with everything going on right now, it's really important for us to reclaim our power over our own DNA. Yeah. Actually. So it's hmm. been an interesting word, but I love that you use the word blueprint and I love that you wrote something called soul blueprints. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I, I have a question, maybe just to rewind a little bit into your story um, about the shift that you made at around the age 30 from becoming a singer into this, it seems like something completely unrelated with, you know, spiritual teaching and, and yoga. What was like, mm -hmm. was there a triggering event? Like, what were you feeling discontent with? Like, like, what was that process like for you? And how did you know that it was the right thing to do? Yes, absolutely. There were a couple of events that if an astrologer looked at my chart, which they have, a few I love very much, they can see some big bangs happen. Um, I would say what I came in to this world with was actually pain. I have migraines and mm -hmm. they're evolving and it's shifting, but it's this massive, uh, it's a powerful spiritual and physiological thing happening it's like this cosmic now i see what it is it's like oh i'm star bursting you know mm. or i'm having i'm feeling the tectonic plates shift or i'm just feeling the a bomb go off like it's a million different ways to say oh we're empaths oh we're healers mm. It doesn't make life super easy though. Even if you have fortune, even if one has talent, even if one is very lucky um, with you know prosperity or whatever. So when I went into conservatory, when I was 18 years old, I went to NYU and I was studying Shakespeare and, and uh, all the classics and just, just loving that sharing I went, I had my first yoga class when I was 18 and it was very uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys swear. I have quite a potty mouth, but I'm trying to keep it proper. I, for the I swear all the time. Yeah, we both were born and raised in Queens, New York. So nice. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't know that. And do you know, I, yeah. okay. I love it. So, um, okay. I'll, I'm still trying though. I'm still yeah, killing sure. it. Like, it's like no one in my family, by the way, is allowed to swear. Only me. My mom is <laughs> disgusted by it. Every And now with my own child, I'm like, no, no, just me. Yeah. It's just me. Please, let's keep it contained. So I took my first yoga class and I was incredibly uncomfortable. I found it to be very disturbing <laughs> because yeah. as a singer in certain, using different chambers to sing and like my training, all these things, all of a sudden I was being asked to release resistance 
in all these tiny myriad places of not only my physical body, but my subtle energetic body, mm. you know, meridian points and, and chakras and all these things like what? All leading to the most expansive mind opening next level, next level, you know, whatever you want to call astral traveling, all these different words, all the Claire's awakening, clairvoyance or clairsentience. Mm -hmm. Yep. And working from my way in the middle of pain out. And I think that that broke open the opportunity to go as far as I could on a certain timeline. And I did. I really, really did. And actually, um, what I talk about in my first book, Discover Your Bliss, uh, to my family's chagrin many years ago, was the downward spiral I had with um, utilizing certain drugs or medicine tools out of complete innocence, like literal sheer innocence. I had no idea. And I, I won't go into it too much here, but it's, it's still in my first book and I'm happy to talk about it on another podcast or <laughs> I talk about mm. with clients. So many people find me from this because they cannot believe I went through it. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm. I went through that. I almost died. I survived. I've done that a few times for various reasons, accidents, whatever. It's just what God gives us. So when I went to Los Angeles after pretty much a good career in some ways in New York City at 27, it was like the beginning of a downward spiral that was going to be so incredibly rip-roaring ugly that you could only call it a dark night of the soul. And mm -hmm. for me, I always call it dancing my way towards death, actually. Now we could say this, it's not a sad thing, but it definitely is a shamanic, you know, dark night of the soul thing where you like go to the very end. And that's when I had to completely let go of that life. And thank God I have an amazing family and I have amazing people. And it brought me back to Boston and immediately shifted. Like I went to sleep for two weeks and in that time, in that portal, I just, I decided to live. Mm -hmm. And that was a big pivot to decide to live again is the pivot, but it's not the only pivot. It's what's your core desire, right? Like, what do you want? And I don't mean in a like little manifestation. I want that. I want that. It's a, the big manifestation. So this whole period and what we're all going through, um, well, that's not what you asked. You asked about that part of the story, <laughs> but um, I feel like it's impossible was, to yeah. not get to that though. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so true. But that, that time actually mirrors now, even astrologically, there's this understanding. Cause I went through, you guys are from New York. Mm -hmm. So you were in, were you in New York during nine 11? Yes. Yeah. Me too. You know, you, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing like whatever we end up learning about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, to experience that was so shocking. It was so rip-roaring to the core to have communication cut off, to watch towers fall from my building in, in Brooklyn, actually, I could see. It was just over the bridge in Williamsburg uh, before it got completely gentrified, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that was part of that like awakening of, I need to understand the lies or the programming or the whatever it is 
that manifests in the world as a complete illusion. I need to know that in myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I keep coming up to that and I'll, and yep. I keep doing the work for that. I think we're all being asked to do that. And hopefully that's why people choose to work with me. I mean, I, mm. I did teach a lot of yoga and many things, but hopefully it's that, you know, I don't, and yeah, friends never- and I was going to say, I've never heard anyone say it like that before. Cause I, I feel, I, I feel like over the last, especially the last couple of years, I feel like I've gotten really good at, at understanding the illusions that certain people are putting up in the macro environment and becoming very, like, dis- very, very, very uh, skeptical about what I read and what I see and try to discover what, like for myself, what's true and what's not. But I don't know if I've ever actually turned that process around on myself which is kind of mm-hmm. what you got out there about, about taking away the illusions of not just what's out there, but also what's inside. So that really, I just, I wasn't expecting that. I never heard it that way before. So that's going to be something I'm going to think about after the podcast is over for sure. Jai, we say Jai means victory. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. beautiful. Beautiful. It reminds me of what you were just sharing. Um, and same with you, Chris, like echoing that, like yeah. how that landed for you it made me think of a term that I actually haven't thought of in a long time. And Jayashree, maybe if you can like help me with this, cause I know it's from the yogic perspective. It made me think like literally the word that popped in my head is Maya, which yes. if I'm remembering correctly, it's the, the illusion between it's like a- us and then illusion. the experience of true or God, infinite, the, the love that is here for all of us. Is you that know, correct to say? That is correct. And uh, absolutely well, well done. And I will share a next level for poops and giggles. Uh, Maya Devi is the name of the goddess Maya of mm. illusion, who is actually, it's so goes so deep, but she is considered the sister to Krishna or to the Shakti man or the male, you know, maintainer of, of the divine and in, in Vedas, you know, we're, we're, and we're so afraid of this word God, but mm. how possible can we not talk about divinity? And divinity can be a person, a form. It can be formless, as we call Brahma, or the, you know, the, the, the energy um, or space, many ways. And it can be female, it can be male. So in the Vedas, everything is coming from either the male energetic or the female and there are so many personalities, right? And so, I mean, that's what we are to each other also in relationship. And Maya Devi, the goddess of illusion is here on purpose, making all this happen so we can grow. Mm. That's a good that, it, it, It's a good way to put it, honestly. And I, I think if you if you have that perspective and you go with that perspective through life that everything's here to make you grow, it, it, it puts you in a position of, of power and responsibility almost to whatever comes your way. It's like, I'm, I'm the center of this experience that I'm having. And so whatever's coming my way, it's either it's here for me for some reason. And when you take that perspective, you start to dig into the things that happen to you. And again, it just puts you in that position of, of being able to come out on top versus the the pension to be on a downward spiral if you think that everything's just happening to you and oh there's yeah nothing you can do about it yeah 100 percent beautiful and and also it's that 
like I love divinity in any form that anyone wants to connect to um, because it's all real when it has to do with our relationship. It's mm. literally how we are relating to each other. Like we're having this conversation and we're all not just connecting from our intelligence, certainly not just our mind and certainly not just our ego, but we're, our hearts are connecting. Mm -hmm. We're literally in relationship. But if I was in relationship to your thoughts, I'd be like, it, you know, like, Hey, Chris, how you doing? Like looking over your shoulder, your thoughts or, Hey, Kev, how's your aura? You look all pink today, but I'm not, then I'm not talking to you. Mm -hmm. And what you just said reminded me of how much I loved many spiritual paths or other religions, but it was hard because it's not dogma. That's for sure. We're not talking about dogma. We're talking about love. We're talking about relationship and we're talking about doing the hard work, mm -hmm. the introspection, the spiritual process. That is what self realization means that's what yoga the yogas are whereas bhakti is about relationship when you get to that simplicity level and mm -hmm. awe and reverence means separation so if i'm thinking of of if i'm like in awe and reverence of a divine <laughs> being or a divine energy then there's a huge divide and separation and that's what i heard you saying chris like when you were saying that we don't see that everything is for us. Mm -hmm. It's as if to say, well, that's separate. And isn't that exactly mm. what's happening, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Disease is not separate. It's just part of, you know, the third dimensional world. It's like, you know, there are tiny little atoms in every bit and molecule of life. And then they're tinier and tinier. And we would say there's soul there. Mm-hmm. It's all places everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. There's a piece of divinity in everything. Mm. Everything. I, I got chills when you said that before about the, and thank you so much for sharing just that, that extra part of wisdom on like my end where that came from. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Cause I, I, and also was honestly just checking in is like, how's my knowledge? Because it's been yeah. some years since I've studied that. Um, cause I, I don't know if I shared that with you yet that, uh, I, I was trained as a yoga teacher back in 2014, taught for a couple of years. So like some of that awareness still, um, yeah. but I love that story. And just also like how like it actually like the deeper meaning of it is it's not illusion for keeping separate, but actually for the experience then of the connection with the divine which is just yes. incredible. And I love that. Cause that's, I mean, what else is life for? Right. At least in right. my ex experience and perspective, like that's, it's for our ascension and growth and awareness, just expanding. Absolutely. Expanding, expanding. And it's pretty hard. Uh, even, you know, in certain spiritual circles, there is, as you said, the macrocosm and the microcosm of what's happening. Right. So if you're attached to a certain path or we say we would call it my, who's my Ishtadev, who is my beautiful, beloved, worshipable form of the divine embodied, you know, for some, it is sticking with earth, which is amazing, like connecting to earth. But there are we say they're little devas or little spirits, little energies, however we speak to it in earth and the divine created the earth okay that's the same with humanity so just to bridge the topic because i'm a bridge builder 
<laughs> you start talking about AI and artificial intelligence, you start mm -hmm. talking about, you know, well, what is that? And it's funny because like the Vedas have talked about this forever and they've talked about, just to put it out simply in a term that most people understand without it being about any religion or any creed or anything, demonic or not even negative, but ugly or unnatural even energies going out in the world. They've talked about that, but it's not even necessarily unnatural. It's just like you and I, we're talking because of the 4D, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're on a Zoom or on a podcast, radio waves, you know, energetic waves, all these parts of life are real so anyway i got a little off topic there but um, i don't know I, I would say it's on topic because that's like the <laughs> next step beyond that is like where we're going right like it has to include everything that's going on it's like is this actually what's meant to be happening is this actually a part of our soul's evolution and ascension like i think it is I think and so that's too. why that's what soul ascension was about and that's why you know i pivoted as you did from teaching i, I mean i definitely graduated a lot of students in soul culture yoga school and there was a need and owning and operating a brick and mortar studio for a couple of years there was a need but it shifted mm. right before and it's as if the divine was leading that and also staying a little ahead of the game and kind of tuning in to what's going on and i knew okay things are shifting and i'm not going to be very happy about it because i love being with people mm. i want to lead retreats and I, I go to India for every year for 10 years and I've led so many awesome um, opportunities that were given to me humbly and gratefully through instruction or you know teachers saying do this and things I wouldn't have had the the bravery really to do but I did them I would mm -hmm. do them I would do them and then it was like we're all gonna be knocked down we're all gonna be you know laying low and um and a lot of that has to do with this what you would call 4d you know artificially or manufactured mouthpiece of information that goes out and across the web but we are the new you know timeline the new earth the new seekers the new teachers Mm -hmm. And this is the greatest opportunity ever mm. to advance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the Vedas say that too. This is called Kali Yuga, which is a time of quarrel and confusion. Guess what? That is where we advance our soul's realization. Yeah. Which I have a follow-up question to that then for yourself, which I think would be really valuable for others to hear. How do you hold yourself or think or connect with your own energy to move through these experiences in life that as you shared is like you're not happy about but we're here right it's like how do you go through that to that then i feel like as a connection with like the again the ascension that is work is like kind of happening with all of us but how do you like in essence another way of putting this question is like how do you releasing your own resistance like what works for you this was definitely the hardest year this past year and yet it was the most glorious. I mean, where I was living uh, in Massachusetts for six years, specifically in the house, I'm just going to share this for fun. Sure. 
it was the place and the nest that we, you know, had the most amazing time. And uh, it wasn't our first home because my husband and I have been together for a decade. But, you know, our yoga community was growing, our kirtan community, singing, music, friends, you know, working always with family and helping, trying to heal whatever, you know, passed on wounds or traumas there might be. And then all of a sudden, you know, headaches were getting even worse because we weren't just on the street, but there was a little municipal airport behind us. And we found out that they put a cell tower up and then there was a FEMA bunker secretly underground, kid you not. Mm. And right at the beginning of the pandemic, I have guys in medivacs dropping in the field next to me doing drills. And it got to be where it was so much in the ethers that I knew we got to go. And we also had been following some information. And it was really hard because I want to be that happy, joyful, rainbows and unicorns person. Although that's never really who I was, but partially because... It is, as you were saying, you guys, not just about doing the hard work and like grudging through life so that you can be ripped apart. It's literally about relationship with your essence. And our natures are beautiful. Our natures, our souls are genuinely beautiful and auspicious and all these awesome things, even if we have hard knocks. So my experience was really painful. And you speak of resistance because I could not speak out loud what I really wanted to say, what I really wanted to tell people, don't do that. That's not what you think it is. Why are we wearing masks that do nothing when this bioengineered thing that we now know, like now information is really coming out and people's minds are switching, which is great. But it's not like my job to go around and like punch anyone in the face, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So I laugh, but it was was really difficult to hold that down. Meanwhile, manifesting, truly manifesting this beautiful home on five acres that we had to run to the hills, you know, lower Catskills of New York to, to have so we could host and we could share and we could evolve. So it was really difficult. It was really painful and it was more about learning that, you know, I've learned so much, but just because you have certain power or Shakti or you're psychic doesn't necessarily, meaning we're using it in the right way. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's a major part of my sole purpose is to try to continue to hold the sanctity of sweetness and love but yet be honest and authentic. You know, the goddess comes in many forms. The divine masculine can come in many forms. So I, I sometimes get down on myself. I mean, often about how I was not able to, I'm just going to say it like, I, I, no one can save anyone, but I was like, oh, I can't save the world. Like I cannot, mm. you know, put it all out there and, uh, but I can in a in a way that connects to people's souls. So that's why the soul part is so important mm-hmm. because it's all been spoken of before. This isn't this is a cycle. It's mm-hmm. happened before, and now in this great awakening, 
this buzzword great awakening that was talked about um we're seeing what it means for each of us yeah i can um i can relate to a little bit of what you're saying about um for for me personally just being speaking up about what i've been seeing going on during the pandemic it took me a long time because i was honestly afraid to speak up about what i was seeing um, but then when I finally got the courage to speak up and, you know, I'm, I'm a very rational person. Um, I like, like w- with Kevin and I, like we have the science and spirituality podcast. I see myself more as a science person. Kevin's more the spiritual person. So I want to understand something like if, you know, so th- that's the way that I approach things. And so I was very like measured and, you know, posting like research and, and articles about to back up what I was saying. And even though I was doing that, it was still like scary to do that because you want, you, you know, that most of the population, or at least you think believes a certain way because of what they've been seeing. But I'd say like the, the more that I posted, the more that I, the more people reached out to me and were like, thank you for doing this because I feel very similar to you, but I'm afraid to speak because of like everything that's going on. And so, um, I, I also did feel like it was an uphill battle at times too, where I, I wanted to st- save everyone or save the world or just get everything out there and want people to listen to me but at the same time it it was discouraging at points because it's you know it's a lot it's a lot and uh, it, it, yeah <laughs> so so much yeah. I'm so proud so I don't I mean who am I to say this I'm very proud of you I just feel so much affection for both of you and like you we're everyone's doing best right yeah. at the level of our consciousness yeah I don't know how, if you guys were aware of this, but when I really felt a shift at the beginning, it was when Julian Assange was being taken down for creating WikiLeaks. And uh, which is just a, an energy, it's just a channel of information and data that goes out. But now we can see how many roads and ways have led to this complete incredible, you know, um, like I said, mouthpiece blowhorn of data or information that was often just completely covering up much more old, better data. You know, for, for me, my best friends are Ayurveda doctors and mm-hmm. healers. And uh, I was always listening to you know, I want to call it people truthers, but truthfully, I was always sharing truth, but we all have a message, right? So my message wasn't to pound people into anything about politics, which is always just ridiculous, or not that it's not useful, but going, you know, but and it wasn't just to talk about America being amazing and the fact that we already did all this work 200 years ago to get our freedoms and we're completely forgetting because I too come from a sweet liberal family that kind of went really far down that road and and nobody really knows anymore Mm -hmm. but a lot of people do know and a lot of people were speaking up so you know having a four-year-old three-year-old a two-year-old when it started and knowing i needed to get out of that space and then working with everyone's stuff as a you know light working psychic being that also has to ground herself or ground into this third dimension it was just so hard it was so Mm. painful 
And yet we did our best. And yet here we are, because I, you know, I didn't manifest too many people to speak to. I manifested the right people Mm. and reaching out to you guys. And it's like, you know, why are we doing this? It's like coming back up. This is the Renaissance. Mm. And there are so many awesome people, you know, coming up and sharing, but a lot of people are also leaving, you Mm. know, they're leaving the planet. And so it's quite poignant, actually. Yeah. yeah. Very. But uh, and beautiful. It's both. We say a chincha beta beta tafa, which means it's inconceivably both, you know, separate and together. It's it's mm. the yin and yang of of life. It really is, yeah. and that's what holding a big spectrum really is. Mm. Being able to feel both. That's where resistance breaks down, and you can mm. grow, is by allowing yeah. us to. I think yeah and I think that's it's it's an important message right now too as well because so many people have spent especially the last couple of years plugged into their point of view so much and the other side has been plugged into their point of view that people there there has been I feel like a a lack of connection and a lack of like empathy or even trying to understand the other person's side and so I think that we need more people just literally just telling the truth without any type of bias at all and being like here I'm laying it all out for you decide for yourself but here's all the information because I feel like some people they, they like if, if you if you start to believe something so much it starts to become part of your identity and so when someone not even attacks it but just has a has a different opinion you feel like that they're attacking you personally and I feel like that's been going on a lot lately and and that's that's a dangerous road to go down because it, it, it totally shuts off communication. And that's not what we need right now. We need the exact opposite. We need open debate. We need open dialogue. We need people to talk to each other. <clears throat> yeah. And yes, we do. And we can feel it, right? You can feel that shock to you, what we call energy or even it's like anxiety. Like where did this anxiety come from? I never, mm-hmm. I didn't have it since I was 20 years old. And then it came back and it's like, oh, that's it. It's mm-hmm. not speaking my truth which ironically I always did. So even in the, in the six month time period or a year time period where something happens, you know, we were walking around, like, give me the, you know, let us get sick, like no problem because we knew that was going to advance our health. It was scary, scary as hell. To be honest, we got sick. We probably got the OG and worked through it and then kept being smart and kept not showing up when we were sick to something. And I, you know, like they're just common sense things. And some of the data going out that was so, and is still so lack of common knowledge, common sense, common humanity. And you're right. That just creates division and stress. And that is what dis-ease is. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like the, like just how literally how stressed people have been, that's stress is a major factor in literally every single disease, like not being, being alone and not having connection with people. That's a major risk factor for a ton of diseases. Not like it's everything that I feel like we've done has actually made people less healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Except let's hope. I think though that the fact that we're showing up and talking about it, whether we, you know, got a little, you know, a little 
sickness here and there. It's how humanity always ascended and moved forward and gradually grew. It's mm. how our bio engineer, not bio engineer, sorry, our bio, um, you know, the bio dome of our beingness mm -hmm. inside has excelled and has moved forward and has gotten stronger. Yeah. So, you know, these, this is just science 101, like mm -hmm. allowing things to actually grow um, and evolve is going to be painful. Mm -hmm. It is going to be painful no matter what. Not that it doesn't mm -hmm. suck that it happened for God's sakes. Of course it does. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But if we can just, you know, salt this thing I do with salt, what we call soul mapping, it's like the process of what you shared, recognizing in the moment I'm triggered. If we can do the work to recognize I'm triggered in this moment and I can pivot, what I call pivot, to my core desire of who I actually am and remember that, oh my God, we're human and we want to love each other and be in relationship, I can make a better choice. That's, and that's just yeah. that. That's that first realm of what we call it. And you know, if we could all just keep practicing that over and over again, it's, whew, it's big, it's big, yeah. but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And it, that, that, that takes, um, like it takes awareness in the moment. So you have to develop awareness to, to notice as, as we say, notice what you're noticing in that moment. And then instead of just reacting, choosing a different response and over time, that builds new patterns into your nervous system. And then those new responses that you choose will eventually become your default reactions. And then you just keep, you keep doing that process and eventually you keep evolving. But I think awareness is a big thing because I feel like a lot of people are so plugged in all the time that they don't have that chance to take a step back and actually have original thoughts and whoop, actually have original thoughts and think. So they're just Absolutely. blindly reacting. Yeah. You know, from emotions. Yeah. I think one other thing just to add is like the beauty of literally everything that both of y'all had just said in the last five, 10 minutes is what something that you said, Jayashree, that's like, just to highlight it is that this is all happening for us. Like it's for our evolution, but we have to see it as such and actually treat it as such, which is exactly what you just shared is like how you help your clients is like actually working with what comes up, like the triggers, which mm -hmm. we wouldn't have the kind of growth that we have if those triggers weren't there. So like Absolutely. all of this, like it's the, that's like the micro level in a person's life versus the macro level, what y'all were just talking about, which is, yeah, again, it sucks, but here we are. <laughs> it's real. It's yeah. real. My, Maya Davy is bringing us to the brink of our experience in mm. relationship to absolutely everything, Yes, you know, everything and everyone. And to mm. do that, we have to feel we just have to feel mm. and no one wants to feel if you're just in reaction and you're just like letting something literally it's like letting things take you over and move through you and you and becoming we we don't want to just like be taken over mm -hmm. and we want to speak from our divinity mm -hmm. and so there is no one way yeah there is no one way for anything yeah and if we can actually get there and feel what it feels like to say, oh my God, I'm out of control. I'm in addiction. I am repeating mistakes. I am not feeling. I am feeling completely isolated and cut off. These are not, as you said, natural feelings. These are naturally occurring experiences in a vacuum where we are separate from our divinity.
Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. Honestly, <laughs> literally like seven ideas just popped off yeah. on that, honestly. But um, I think honestly, personally for me, like that, I, that feels like a really good place to start to bring this in for a close. Cause again, we could honestly go off on several different Perfect. ideas from just what you just shared, but that was brilliant. So thank you so much for sharing that. And so as we're coming in for a landing, in this whole context of what we've talked about, I'm sure there's many things you could say, but definitely around the topic of like soul ascension, anything that you'd like to share as a final note before we end the podcast mm -hmm. episode. You know, I am always wishing you and everyone you get in contact with the most love and light. And I'm grateful you guys are doing the work you're doing. The work we're doing is expanding in such a way where we love working with families and couples you know as homeschooling mm. parents who are going through this and run our own business and multiple mm. businesses and also devotees um you know we love working with anybody who has <laughs> any devotional path or not but wants to like do that work and mm. so that's where we're at creating a little bit more of a symposium space and certainly the retreats and i guess i would say just remember that things have been open mm. and available the whole time and they have been moving and grooving and it doesn't take much just jump in onto your bliss train find a guide read a book talk to a friend it's why we emphasize in soul mapping matrix not just your tools but your team Mm. And that will become your daily ritual and the daily rituals will help us remember who we are mm -hmm. and that we're sparks of the divine. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm thrilled that I honestly, I would just even based on what you shared and what I've checked out on your stuff, like your website, like I'd highly recommend like checking out your work. So where can people find you in your work? Thank you. That is so kind. You can find everything at jaishriyoga.com, just like my name is spelled J-A-I-S-H-R-E-E, yoga.com. And that's where we host uh, the Soul Mapping Matrix, which is an online digital platform. And we're doing more workshops where we break down the Soul Mapping Matrix, as well as the Soul Mapping Mentorship that we do one-to-one -one and I do with couples. Nice. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And those links will be in the description of this episode. So if you're interested, you could definitely check on that. Thank you awesome. guys. It was so wonderful spending time with you. Ditto. And same here. And thank you seriously for being here. And I, I, I've, we've said this for to a handful of our guests and I don't know, this is my feeling, Chris, but I don't know if you'd echo it, but honestly, I would love to have you back to continue this conversation. Cause it just began. Yeah. It felt like, yeah. Thank you both. Thank you Absolutely. both. I would love to come back. Of course. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.